Episode 17 of Beyond the Mountains of Malmis, where we last left our intrepid band of saboteurs. They had just uh, exposed the fuel tanks on the large Boeing craft aircraft to the elements, leading it to freeze overnight in its fuel tanks and in the engines. Uh, Edward was blissfully asleep after waking up and going, Oh, pan pipes, and then listening for a bit, which was a brilliant move to. Uh, listen to the mystical magical music shut up <laughs> <laughs> at which point uh, you continue to do your successful plan and it is now the next morning the damage to the Weddell because the enderby is flown away the Weddell is discovered about shortly after breakfast when Lawrence is doing a check over the planes before the exhibition gets going he calls Randall and Professor Moore. Oh my god, damage that I didn't know about. <laughs> Where are your planes? <laughs> <laughs> they give you a look. <laughs> I knew nothing of this. Denied. I know nothing. I've always said that about you, Mandalay. <laughs> ah, Randall. Professor. Lawrence? I'm afraid oh, you don't have to call me Professor. I was talking to the Professor. Oh. Give you a look. Um, I'm afraid there's a problem. The fuel intakes on the Weddell's engines appear to have broken. Broken? I think they must have... The constantly expanding and contracting of the icy weather has finally got through to them. I'm afraid the fuel tanks are full of half-frozen slush. Oh. It's going to take me days to drain those fuel tanks and warm them, well, warm them back up and drain them. Did you not check them last night? Yes, they were fine. But if it broken up whilst we were asleep overnight, then uh, it, can, it doesn't take long for this stuff to freeze. Not in this, these temperatures. It's like minus 40 out here. Sloppy work. Sloppy. You're <laughs> <laughs> not there. Or else he'd slap you. Does Lawrence know how to slap? With one of his teen girls. Ah, yes. He had twin Lugers. So he's German? No, he's not. <laughs> Lugers are just a nice gun. I like saying Luger. Great name. I'm afraid the um, Weddell isn't going to be able to fly for days, unless you want to delay your trip. Um, the only other plane available is the Bell. The professor looks at you. We better ask everyone to come together then. We're going to have to decide what to do. Whether we wait for Lawrence to fix the plane or whether we just do a flyover in the bell. In fact, the bell only has eight seats. Hmm. Wow. Careful, this ice is quite slippery. Sorry, I dropped my crisps. So what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yes, all right. We could probably get everyone together and see what what we want to do. Yeah. It takes about 10, 15 minutes to get everyone together in uh, one of the larger tents. The person more explains the problem and starts up. Like, well, we can't delay. That'd be annoying. We've only got so much time down here before we have to, you know, go back north before the weather changes. One plane's enough to start setting a camp up, isn't it? Everything's oh. ready for when the, the weather's ready? We're at the South Pole. Yes, we are at the South Pole. We tried going south, but we wouldn't get very far in the boat. Um, what do you think, Mr. Mandley? Can we pack enough supplies for an eight-people camp into the bell in case we do have to land? Hmm. Should be possible, says Lexington. Sorry, yeah, me. not comfortably, though. Well, what's been comfortable at this expedition so far? A little discomfort for uh, discoveries? Lexington shakes her head. We were able to pack in more than I mean, not safely. You're talking nonsense, Mandley. We were able to pack in enough um, supplies into Bell to bring them out here for um, 12 people. However, so however, we're not flying. You didn't have to fly over any dangerous mountains to do that. Also, if you didn't want my opinion, then why did you ask me? I didn't. The professor did. I'm just saying we were able to <laughs> put enough supplies in the Bell for 12 people. Um... It does only have eight. But twelve people would be very risky. Well, no, I'm not saying we take twelve people. The bell only sits eight. Well, we should be able to fit in the oxygen canisters and enough supplies to eight of us. Yeah. So we don't even know if we're going to be landing, but I don't want to fly over there without what we need. I would just be wary of overfilling the plane when we're already flying in hostile conditions. Wouldn't you agree, expert pilot? Well, surely if it could hold enough for 12, then taking up for 8 is more than enough leeway. Makes sense, doesn't it? Um, no, no, I'm inclined to disagree because you said it. Fine, fine, <laughs> fine. Start, start with her. Can you agree with me on this one? It's really up to you. I'm just uh, expressing concern that. Uh... All I'm saying is that if it can hold enough for 12 people, but that might be a little risky, then surely by taking up to 8, which is the number I was going, it should be more than safe enough. Um, Mr. Mandlake Carl uh, Williams, the age of Williams, he's Lexington's pilot. And we load the bell with enough for ten of us. Ten. Well, there's the pilot and the co-pilot and eight passengers. Hello. I can fly without a co-pilot. shouldn't really take that risk. Jesus is my co-pilot. When did you become religious? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have to take eight passengers, I'm just saying. Um, but we might as well try and get as many people over there as we can. It might be the only trip we can do. If um, We can always make multiple trips. It's not 
going to be the end of the world if everyone can't go on the first day. But you've seen those mountains. You've seen how dangerous they are. How massive they are. It's not going to be an easy flight. Oh, you're right. I quit. <laughs> Sorry. Fair enough. We'll take back our um, cold weather gear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and all that money that uh, I'm funding in expedition that we're paying as wages, they don't need to go to his bank account. You seem to have have some delusion that you have control over the money that you gave them to get get them to agree to drag you along. True, but I can also see like the fucking dead weight you are. Besides, you barely I know what a bank account is. Immensely important to this entire trip. Yeah, it's ballast. <laughs> ballast is important. Well, we have to take Carl. Who's Mandley? What do you think, Carl? Yes, I'd love to go. It sounded like a brilliant pet thing. Dirty gurdy. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist, actually. <laughs> I'm going, said Professor Moore. Well, I'm certainly going, said Stark River. Well, you're not leaving me behind. It's my plane, says Leptilton. <laughs> Man, I'm being all these people. <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest conversation you've had with yourself outside that schizophrenia convention that you ran. RJ, if you're flying out... Um, I'd love to be your pilot, I say. Mr. Williams as your co-pilot? He's Leptington's pilot. He knows the bell quite well. Mm. No one else here is really rated for such a small plane. With Pierce um, back at base camp and oh, Douglas with Oh, Pierce. <laughs> yeah, so... All right, then, you, you put it quite succinctly. I'll take the only other capable pilot. That's <laughs> 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 my co-pilot. Um, I assume you want to come, Edward. No question about it. You don't want to wait for the second flight? Sort of adventure waits for the second flight. <sighs> Actually, the really sane ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does that mean you're taking Mr. Mandalay? Well, I was going to take him anyway, but I'm sure uh, the professor wouldn't have not take him. That leaves us with two seats. Maybe we could fill them with bricks, I say under my breath. Is that true, Professor? Wouldn't you not take me? Well, I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking you regardless, Mandalay. Well, I might not have taken you along, Mr. Mandalay. You're more useful here helping to run the uh, camp here and continue with the excavations. But um, uh, you, you're not directly employed by me. You're employed by uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Tennant, right? I, I insist that we don't not you take Mandalay. I think you've got four knots in there. <laughs> I think we should take Mandalay. Well, um, Lexington speaks up. We can't really leave Professor Mayer behind. Mayer? did promise we'd take one of the Germans over on our first flight. I mean, I could, if you guys help me, convince him to come over later on the Weddell. He might be okay with that. I'll go to the lasagna. We have to stop the Germans going. That was that was part of the deal. Never let it be said that I won't fail to be on board. Bonus for anyone in the comment section <laughs> after this episode. If you work out... You can't comment! <laughs> then email. If you work out what Ivan Mandalay or uh, RJ has actually said once it's passing up all the no's. Yes. 
You started this. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not continue it. If you can pass it down to the point where... Uh... Sorry about this slight delay, people at home. I'm just serving up the dishes lasagna. That's good, we're hungry. It's alright, I'm sure Kieran will edit it out in post. No, he won't. <laughs> I did so much fucking work on this last week. You didn't edit out any of the stuff you said you'd edit. Well, no, but... That's because I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to have to listen to it for six and a half hours and pick out the chunks of rubbish. Wait, there are four of us. Sir? Yes. He's, he's done bad maths. Have you split it into fifths? I split it into... Well... Sevenths? Twenty-seven. Mandalay. I've just sliced this thing into four. Um, I don't know if the... Okay, while well, well he's... Oh yeah, yeah right. Alright, lasagna's like a thing. No, I, I can't judge the size of lasagna. You know I've got that medical condition. Um, it's very specific. Well, you could always do half of it and say there are seconds for those who want seconds. That doesn't that doesn't work. It just It just turns into a battle over who can eat the fastest. Well, no, the, the seconds <laughs> are then also cut into quarters. So it's like, you can have the same again. So you're saying divide the lasagna into eight? Yes. Man, this 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 digression is going to be... Br- I'm not editing this out, it's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> this this is... yeah. That, that's not the reason you won't edit this out. What? <laughs> this is good stuff. Well, I mean, it would, it would just be dead air, otherwise. <laughs> this is top shelf material. <laughs> Do you mean, like... Like porn mag. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. Uh, write in the comment section if you masturbate no, to I any think, of these. I think it's a wine analogy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I did wonder what you meant by top shelf. <laughs> uh, I think you're the only one who bought wine at that point. Well, I, we saw a um, we saw a uh, like a little a little handwritten advert on a um, on like a cafe wall earlier today. Thanks. Thank you very much. That we, um, everyone who looked at it, misread it as um, female socialist looking for uh, looking for a guitarist to uh, busk with. Yes. And um, it, after looking at it for about ten minutes, going, what, "What does she do?" Like you know, just sort of rant while while the person plays. We realised that we'd misread it, and it in fact said female vocalist. <laughs> and that's when you swore to never read again. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, so we were discussing whether to take Professor Mayer or have Acacia convince him to come out on the second flight. Uh, yes. In a couple of days' time. Can we have a timeout? Yes. Can we pause this recording? No, uh, we don't need to pause it. I just want to talk to him in. Oh, in, you want to talk out of character? Yeah. I, I want to talk to him out of character, but I don't want you to do your thing where you you assume that we were speaking in character. Right. Are you um, sure you're talking out of character? We are. We are talking out of character. You right. have to make the hand symbols. Right. Um, Ooh, that says call you some? Ian. I haven't tasted it yet. I don't she said hello, uh, Ian. There's no pepper no. in there, anyway. Uh, I'll have some, some empty pepper. Um, oh, no, I didn't hear her. She can call me Ian if she wants. <laughs> um, nice. We need to... Oh, basically we need to know if we're going to try and 
incapacitate anyone on this plane, like, before it goes. Alright, um... I, I can't remember, what was the plan? Uh, I don't remember the plan either. You were planning to fly over... Mm-hmm. ...and, um, try and fabricate some sort of reason why you need to fly back without actually landing, if you find a city there. And if yes. there's nothing there but a load of ice and rocks, then you just carry on without That's it. right, that's right. Okay. Um, but I was just wondering if we could perhaps get rid of some of the... And if it all goes hits up, you were planning to just hijack the plane. Yeah. Oops. Stop kicking that over. I did that last time as well. <laughs> you did it when you stood up earlier as well. Sorry. Delicious lasagna is making my coordination go wrong. <laughs> this food is so good, it's setting off my centre of balance. <laughs> Mm, that was good cheese. Mm, very good lasagna. I'm not editing this out. Sorry, mm, everyone. Touch Peter, put your porno magazines away. <laughs> I've just never really thought about it. Um. Okay. But yeah, what do you think? I mean, um. I'm kind of thinking we might want to get rid of ten, right? Get rid of? Is that a character member? <laughs> yeah, but seriously, what? <laughs> well, you remember how I have that magic spell that makes people freeze for two hours? It could come down with a seizure. Well, that would do the trick, wouldn't it? Mm. Why are you trying to get rid of Edward? You mean Mayor? No, I mean him. We're, we're, we're going to go with um, just trying to talk him into going on a later flight, and if that doesn't work, then um, maybe we'll move into the, the realms of killing him. I'm not going to kill him. I don't mean him, I mean Mayor. Why are we killing Mayor? Well, because he's German. That's not a good enough reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never a good enough reason. <laughs> Try telling that to Churchill. Oh, was for like five years. You were at war. That's a very long time ago. I do apologise to people at home. Thus, back then, it was a very good reason. Murdering people is never a good reason. There was never a good reason for killing people. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, back in character. Okay. Acacia is looking at you. Do I try and convince Professor Mayor to wait until the next flight? It would probably be for the best. I am, um... Because that will... I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy to take as many people as we can. However, we may have to take off in a hurry if we land. And, um... Given that we're not going to be landing on an actual runway, we're going to be landing on ice. So or the less people on board, the better. The better, very much so. Yes, we may need like much more of our fuel reserve than we have at the moment. The lighter we are, the better the our chances. Well, what about Doctor Barnard? He's quite happy here going. Jesus, to... is he even alive? He's been I working. Haven't, I haven't him. heard from him in years. He's currently a pair of headphones this week. <laughs> <laughs> He's some dice and a cake. <laughs> He's working in the geological stratum, the cave. Why don't we leave him here in charge of that project? And that's another seat cleaned up on Bob's plane. 
Yeah, it's alright, he can come along on the second one. I'm not too fussed about the, um... What's his name again? Mayor. Professor Mayor? Yeah, it's not too fast necessarily, but if we're only taking a few people, would it not be better we're already joining two groups to have it where people know each other a bit more? If something does go wrong, it's good to rely on people you know to some degree. You're saying ostracise the Germans. I like that plan. Okay. I will go and talk to Professor Mayor and tell him to do the equipment failure. We can only take so many people on the um, bell flight. I'm sure he'll understand. I can be quite persuasive. Gentlemen, he steps outside. Captain Strat will go, right, well, gentlemen. Mr. Mandalay, take Carl and go and repack the bell. RJ, don't Very get away well. to fly. Liaise with Lawrence. Yes, Edward, sir. Go yes. get some, make sure. Do something useful, man. Excellent, we'll do. And I'll go and find my camera. Carl, you come with me. Drag Carl off. Uh, I will um, start a painting of uh, the riddle. <laughs> uh, uh, ready to take off. You mean the bell? The bell, even yes, ready to take off. <laughs> take a painting of the riddle, <laughs> covered in engineers, <laughs> heroically working to ensure the success of the mission. It's important for the for the series I've been doing. Here are my painting. You can draw your painting. You go set up your easel and your paints in the cold, cold Antarctic snow. Well, well no, it's a uh, quick uh, pencil sketch outside and then inside. Okay. Also for the You're sketching work. in the cold, cold Antarctic snow. Yes, I get it. <laughs> Fair enough. You paint a lovely. You you draw a sketch of the bell. I'm sure I've started the some colour somewhere. What's the your, white, particularly. What's your Polish survival? Um, thirty-five. Wow, really? L- yeah, literally half of my painting skill. Okay, uh, now we need to cook. Jesse, Mr. Mandalay, do you repack the bell with the necessary supplies to make a camp for eight people? <clears throat> yes, you could, you could leave some of them out. And yeah, then, but then he'll be killing himself if you do have to. Laugh. And then, and then people will die. <laughs> you the people gonna die? I hadn't thought that through. I'm sorry. Make me a pull of survival roll. Why don't we just make it so that some of the supplies fall out of the door? Um, sorry, that's, mate. that's probably harder than it seems. Let me show you the interior of the bell. Mm-hmm. You all sit in here. Yeah. The cargo sits in here. Yeah. It would be very obvious if suddenly you got up and opened the door and a load of stuff <laughs> fell out. <laughs> Still, it would sabotage the mission, wouldn't it? He's just like, what are you going to do, bitches? <laughs> uh, shoot you, Mr. Adelaide. <laughs> Were there seconds in the end then, after all the discussions? Oh, on? sorry, what did you need me to roll? Your uh, polar survival. Roll me your aircraft maintenance, uh, RJ. No, I, I, I fail my <laughs> polar survival roll. <laughs> Oh, um, I didn't check to see if my aircraft maintenance goes up. I'll do that quickly. Can you roll Carl? It doesn't. Polar survival. Carl's polar survival is not bad. Uh, he survives the pole. You lose one hit point, Miss Mandalay, mm. if you're working outside in the cold. I maintain this aircraft quite well. You prepare the bell for takeoff. William is quite a young man. He has a very large, bushy beard. You know, Antarctica. Mm. He's a bit 
quiet, doesn't really speak much. You know, he only speaks when he's spoken to or talks about the business of preparing the planes. I um, I ask him what it's like working for Acacia Lexington. Not bad. She's a good boss. Always pitches in to help. Very resourceful. Happy to help with anything, really. You seen her um, hanging out with the Germans a lot? Not really. I mean, she's got this agreement with them where they give us equipment and we um, give them a couple of flights around the place, but hmm. that's about it, really. Oh, yeah. Within the hour, you were all on board the bell. You two are, are sat up the front. And I think the rest of you are strapping him to your seats. They're literally just along the edge of the uh, forward part of the cargo hold. I'll just pass the map of the plane around so everyone can see. Looks like this on the outside. A small little prop plane with a single engine at the front. Cargo interior looks like this. Well, you've already seen it, but. The Northrop Delta, which you're quite familiar with. Very good. The Northrop. Northrop. <coughs> and Delta. It reminds you of the Queen. Oh, Her Majesty. You can see her off to one side, buried under the ice. You take 77,000 sanity from your loss. So, was there um, enough for seconds in the end? There is still some out there. Fuck. You do not need to steal the gems. Can we eat your food? Not my food on my plate, no. Can, can we, we eat that eat food? You can help yourself to some more lasagna. Thank you. Be sensible, however. While you're there. Should I just do, like, cut into quarters? Yeah. Roll me. Pilot aircraft, did you take off? <clears throat> First of all, I'm, I make. Uh, I call out. I, I I call everyone's name to make sure they're okay. They're all ready. They're all strapped in. Everybody's strapped in. The oxygen pipes have been pulled out. Um, you are going to be flying very high, so there is an oxygen system. It's literally just a tube with a thing you bite into and cut out shut. Then you breathe through the tube. How do you pinch your nose shut and fly a plane? You don't need a mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> This is... Who thought of this? <laughs> I put my mask on. You have a peg. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pinnacle of Antarctic science. Can you take off? Oh, yes. Fine, fine. It would have helped us if you couldn't take off. <laughs> you drive the plane along and it skids and zoom up into the sky. Mm. You do a slow circuit around the camp just to get a feel for the bell. And then start heading south towards the mountains. How are we navigating? Uh... We are navigating by um, the sun and longitude and latitude. Right. Because all of the gizmos on this plane are just going... Can you navigate by the sun in the um, yeah, polar, polar point in the sky? Oh yeah, of course. Mm. It's quite far away. <laughs> it doesn't move. It doesn't get closer because you're in Antarctica. 
Yeah, what would that enable you to navigate? Because then it'd just be like in the same place the whole time. Uh, are you navigating, or do you want Williams to navigate? Oh, well, I, th- I assume the co-pilot navigate. Do some pilots like to do it themselves? Not with my fucking atrocious navigation, I don't know. Williams ace is now. Eight. <laughs> Left. Mm. Right. Mm. Lasagna. Mm. Why <laughs> that? <laughs> my face. GM? Should I just dish you up? Yeah, dish me up. I haven't finished my first one yet, but... Um... Sorry, this is delicious, and um, I must put as much of it inside me as is humanly possible. Did they tell you I'd use three types of meat? You, yeah. Yeah, three types of meat. I had nothing else to say, I just thought I'd repeat what you said, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, you fly towards the mountain, slowly rising up to 16,000 feet. Um... I'm wearing the mask, but they can hear me if I talk, right? Yeah, yeah. It's impressive, isn't it? I say. It's magnificent. These mountains are fantastic. Look at them. And rising up, they're still in the foothills, really. They are tall, jagged peaks of stone. Literally, they're very thin and conical. And then behind, normally these mountains would be amazing. But then behind them, there are the actual mountains. And after... Another maybe 5,000 feet up, the snow just stops in a line and there's just black basalt rearing up into the sky. It's magnificent. You've never seen mountains like these. Of madness. <laughs> Suddenly, the whole plane jerks. As Sorry, you, As I, you cross the 16,000 foot threshold, suddenly you get hit by this wind coming from behind you. Mm. It slams the plane forwards, carrying you along, giving you an extra boost of speed. That's your signal. <laughs> Make me a pilot oh. aircraft roll. What's the um, what's the flight ceiling of the um, of the bell? The bell's flight ceiling is. It's probably a bit less than what it says there because it's how it's really laden. Cruise speed, max speed. Says that too. Now oh, twenty-two thousand. Assuming not above max total weight limit, hmm. which it is not. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We're getting a bit of chop, I say. Everyone, make me a dex times five roll, except for the pilot, as you were thrown about. Oh, I pilot that aircraft. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to your face. Yeah, I'm good. Edward, you are caught off guard. You're trying to lean forward, do some sketching, and you're jerk backwards and slam your head into the bulkhead. Ow! Take one hit point of damage from the bang. Everything alright back there? Yes! Ow, ow, ow. It's a little bit choppy. Yeah, we've encountered a very strong tailwind. Um, I wasn't entirely expecting it. Well, that that's good, though. That'll help us through the pass. Or it might push us into a mountain. Well, just avoid them, then. Try not to hit your head, sir. <laughs> just, just do... Thank you, Mandalay. <laughs> I'll try. Do your best, Rajay. Our lives are in your hands. We trust you. William, where are we on the pass? William is like, we're dead on course. Mom... We need to keep rising, though. I reckon we need to be at 18,000 at least. 
Something's wrong. She's stalling. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Alright, um, I'm gonna try and keep as low as possible as we're heading towards them and, you know, right, go up when it looks like we're about to hit a mountain, yeah? Yep, it takes about maybe an hour before you finally hit the 18,000 point and you have to turn on the oxygen. Everybody's masks working okay? Acacia, um, <laughs> mumbles around it. Hands out a couple of breathing masks. I got these off the Germans. They're much better than just a pipe. You just literally masks for the passengers, so you're not just breathing through a tube. <laughs> Why did they have those? Because they're more well equipped than her or Starkweather. Yes, we brought these rubber masks. We don't know what they were useful for, but anything really. <clears throat> is everyone still okay? No, a bit bumpy, but yes. Do you expect to be ahead of you? The mount, the foothills are dwarfed by the mighty monoliths that are rising tall, higher into the sky. They, sh- sh- nothing should be this tall, and yet here they are. And they're slowly getting larger, huger, more prominent in your vision as you approach them. The plane is starting to wallow. As you've reached 18,000, the air is thinner. It's slowing down a bit. It's very difficult to keep control. But you're doing it because you are a good pilot. Every now and then, Williams does have to grab the stick to help. Just hold my arms. It's not safe to continue. You can see through the past um, a mottled sky of white and pink tinged with darker bands and areas of brightness that seem to move. Um, The mountains of dark stone, bands of black and grey interspersed within lighter striations, uneven in appearance and riddled. As you get closer, you can see above much higher than you are, like getting on for like 21,000 feet, the start of cut square blocks. They look like child's toy wooden blocks that have just been scattered across the mountainside. We couldn't see these until we got here? No. Huh. But now that you're getting, because you're, you're pretty high and close, and these are like 21,000 feet up. No one's telescope is that good. I'm here. assuming we can see this outside. Yeah, you can oh. see it through the windows. Um, James, what do you know? Optical illusions? No. He gets out a pair of binoculars and stuff. They're like framing cave mouths, or they're very regular looking though. Here, look at this, Mandalay. He hands you a pair of binoculars. And through them, you can see that they are indeed um, the mouths of caves. They're they're very worn and weathered, but they definitely look squared off. And uh, barren stretches near the path uh, give way to more artificial forms round edges weathered clusters of stony cubes you can see more and more of them and there are they would look like ramps and spirals pathways leading between the openings spiraling up higher and higher and higher and um they're not professor more so it's not entirely unnatural 
um, consider the Giant's Causeway in Ireland. Such uh, artificial looking blocks are caused naturally, generally by the volcanic activity of uh, Antarctica. And this must have once been a volcanically active area. These things have clearly been here for millions of years. I'm being hugged by James. Um, Edward, sorry. James, sir. Food, hu- food appreciation hugs. Yes, very nice. Thank you. I. My shirt is the finest lasagna I've ever put in one of my bodily Well, holes. that is one possibility, isn't it? But it also seems to corroborate certain stories that we've heard. To a certain extent. Yes, but we can't tell from here, can we? No, but it is, uh... I mean, it must have gone into some detail in... In this... I'm speaking out of character. It must have gone into some <coughs> detail in this book. It describes these formations yeah. as natural seeping what you know, blocks and everything. Mm. Well, they, they came up here, didn't they? They did come <coughs> up here. They flew through this pass. Mm. Well, it only corroborates part of the story. It's possible they went a bit crazy after seeing this. Uh, possible, yes. Often, but very unlikely. Often, uh, lies are best buried in truth, after all. Make me a listen check, RJ. If I hear any tekalilis. You know what also is regularly buried in truth? Uh, I mean, More it. truth. <laughs> That's not um, a saying. The radio crackles, there's lots of stuff. That's not how the Harris Hockey stays in power so long, aren't they? Oh, oh, what are they saying? You, you, you don't hear the words, it's too much static, but there is certainly a voice. Someone is speaking. <clears throat> um, What's his name? Williams? Williams! Um, can you make that out, I say? The radio. And he picks up, like, a headset. Like, yes? Yes? Mm-hmm. Technically, yeah, no. yes, technically. No. Say again? It was Professor That's Mayer. Three else or four? It was Dr. Mayer back at camp. Um, I've lost him. There's actually, there's nothing. There's just <coughs> static on everything. What did you say? I was just asking how we were doing. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty much. No, I've lost him. I've lost everything. There's nothing but static now. Hmm. As you travel on, flying, the mountains are now almost level with you. You're certainly going in, about to enter the pass proper. You can see more and more of these cave mouths and these blocks rocky striations and formations. Hmm. The whole tops of these peaks must be riddled with caves. Because as you look through binoculars or peer out through the cockpit window, you can certainly see that these openings do go backwards into caves and that some of them are so close now they must link up. (coughs) Amazing. My God, James, be famous after the game back to this. It is fascinating. I mean, just look at those mountains. I 
I mean, how did all this get created? Well, it's certainly giving evidence to the theories on tectonic movement. What's what? People suggest that the Earth crust is, and Professor Moore starts giving you a lecture on plate tectonics and how the crust floats on a big gooey ocean of mantle and carries the rocky outer shell of the planet around. You know, you don't really understand any of it. <laughs> well, science is uh, like witchcraft. Really coming up with some interesting ideas these days. I nod sagely like that. You think science is a dog in a hat, don't you? Everyone roll me spot hidden. How else does he learn how to? Everyone else. Everyone roll spot hidden. Uh, um, uh, no oh, I, I fail actually. I see it like a hawk. I tend to write it. Sadly, it's not a hawk. <laughs> That's XP worthy. <laughs> if I give you XP, I would. Another GM, you can give him XP. Take your spot hidden. That's your reward. That's just... What? <laughs> <laughs> reward for failure is your, success. Your reward is punishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, having a higher spot hidden in Call of Duty is not always a good idea. Okay, RJ, you see that some of the, um, the peaks, they're like, clawing knife-like at the sky. Uh, surrounded by a swirling opalescent, there are thin clouds of ice crystals carried up from low, below, spiralling around some of the peaks, and they seem to glimmer and break apart into small rainbow lights. Nacreous clouds. Mm -hmm. They're beautiful. You've never seen anything so breathtaking. Williams takes a few photos. <laughs> Camera. I start sketching with his quickly. You have his this. 1930s oh, camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sketching what I'm seeing regardless. Everyone make me a listen roll. I like the idea that he's sketching on yes. like a really long Yay, piece of paper. I hear stuff. I Oh god, I hear it very well. About ten minutes later, as you are coming in towards the opening into the uh, pass, you hear a piercing sing song whistling sound. <clears throat> Hissing screaming, chiming almost throughout the air and it's coming over the radio bands as well out of the um, speakers it's hauntingly beautiful it's inhuman beyond understanding almost and yet it's just the wind the wind howling through these needle sharp peaks because you can imagine you can feel the wind carrying the plane imagine the wind going that fast streaming past these or through these caves I mean the whole peaks the tops of these mountains are riddled with caves. You're hearing the wind whistling through these natural pipes, almost, playing music. I know about pipe music. It's... Does it sound anything like the pipe music I heard last night? Hauntingly similar, yes. Mm. It's eerily <coughs> peculiar. Everyone make a power times three roll. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> No. 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 <laughs> no Curse our low pal. <laughs> My pal's not low. What's your pal? Fifteen. Mine's fifteen. And it's because most of these, like, you're all t five times. As so the plane flies forward, the end. The sound of the engine is ground out by this 
music. And inexplicably, a sense of dread and revulsion starts to fill you. The music seems to carry some dark, primal message that is almost not quite on the edge of understanding. A level beyond memory, beyond thought, it gets down into your bones, seeming to make them vibrate. You can feel the music inside you. Is it the Macarena? <laughs> you all lose two sanity points as you are touched by the mountains of madness. Okay, that's fine. Do you touch me in the no-no place? As you are touched oh. on the gonad. <laughs> um, oh, oh, everyone oh, oh, oh. roll their... Everyone roll your Cthulhu Mythos. Nope. <clears throat> um. <laughs> 98, no. <laughs> <laughs> a bear. That's a mythical failure. <laughs> What's Cthulhu Mythos? on Mythos 2. Um, you gain sanity. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is fucking impossible. Obviously, I'm already insane. Just ignore it. The music is... Peculiar. And Professor Moore, he does start explaining how it is literally just the wind blowing through the cave. It's all very natural. Beads of sweat dripping from his face. It's perfectly natural. Make me a, a pilot aircraft roll as you approach the pass. <laughs> Yes. Ah, uh, finally, all those really good pilot aircraft rolls. Just when I want them. Yay. You wanted to crash on these mountain sides? I guess it's probably a swifter death <laughs> than the slow, lingering horrors that you've got in store for us. You're entering, you're almost into the pass now. And it slowly dawns on you. You can't fly back this way. I was going to ask you about that. The wind, the, the wind is too strong. It is much too powerful. You could never fly the bell back into this. Maybe with one of the Boeings with their stronger engines. That's what I was going to ask. How did they get down here in the first place? They had a small plane as well, didn't they? The wind must have stopped at some point. But essentially, you are currently stuck flying through these mountains. There's no way you could turn. If you tried to turn the plane around, you would be dashed into the side of the mountains. I recommend against this. Um, and if you did land on the other side, or if you got out the other side, <laughs> you will still not be able to fly back into it. Um, we may have the tinesiest smidgen of a problem, fellows. What sort of problem? I wait for I wait for someone who care about to ask me that question. What's what, man? <laughs> That's Captain Starkweather. We can't come back this way. What do you mean? This is the only way back. The headwind is... <laughs> The wind that's pushing us along will be a headwind. It'll be much too strong for this plane. Ah. That is a problem. You know, we bought all the camping gear, I guess. Unless we drop half of you off and we'll take the plane back, bring like, one of the bigger ones. Do you think you can fly through with a lighter load? I'm prepared to try. <laughs> no, well, no, it's probably too dangerous. Well... We're almost in the past, man. Just try to get us through safely. We can work out what to do when we're on the other side. 
Mandalay, I'm taking the option to take us out with dignity. I suggest we dig a tunnel past the storm and then fly through it. Okay, Mandalay, dig us a tunnel. I'll get dinner on the go. Well, we'll have some D&Ds. Good idea, James. We did pack gin, right? I assume uh, our plan has slightly backfired. Mr. Mandalay, did we pack gin? It's okay, we've got a contingency for this. Um, we packed a gin rummy. I've got a uh, pack of cards. Mandalay, you're fired. You can't fire Mr. Mandalay. Why not? He's in Antarctica. Because I quit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Would you like a job, Mr. Mandalay? I'd love one. I'll pay more, says Acacia. <laughs> what was the last thing that actually happened? <laughs> you fired Mandalay. Okay. <laughs> Make me a navigate roll. <clears throat> uh, I'm still talking to all these people. You're approaching the pass. Um, and as you're the one currently flying the plane, you must navigate the pass, and the wind current says you're plunging into it. Alright, but I tried to do it with style. I'm going to do a barrel roll. Do not do a barrel roll. Barrel roll. <laughs> you battle well, if you really want to. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't. I don't really do a barrel roll in a plane loaded with uh, people and scientific equipment. We're going upside down through the pass. <laughs> it seems the safest way. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's hanging, <laughs> hanging by their straps. <laughs> At the last moment, there is a blinding flash of silent behind you, and it's sixty degrees. The right of the aircraft. Everyone is dazzled. As suddenly, surrounding the sun, you can see it. Twin halos. And in front of it, twin, two massive glowing white halos around the sun bisected by a massive cross. It's breathtaking and blinding. What is that? You can also see smaller, like... Sun dogs. Glories halos of light it's almost streaming out from the sun it's beautiful Professor Moore is like that's fantastic I've got no idea but it's amazing and then darkness you've entered the past the sun is now fallen behind you did anyone remember to bring a torch William flipped the switch and turned the light bulb <laughs> that's much better <laughs> the music goes louder Stronger. You can almost feel it beating in time to your heartbeat. Your call is in a queue. I feel the urge to conger. And will be answered as soon as possible. The opposite of is just <laughs> contemplating who to answer first. You are number 1.8 billion 370 <laughs> Were we expecting it to get this dark? Well, the sun's fallen behind the mountains. We're in the pass. My God, man, look! Starkweather suddenly leans past you and is like pointing out the cockpit window. <laughs> Roll me a spot hidden to see what he's seeing. Is that everyone? Yeah, everyone can try, but you have more chance in the... Yes. I what did you get? 28 out of 49. That is enough. Oh, uh, I got six. You also see. <laughs> and you're not even trying. Jesus, Mandalay. You know, I I see things. <laughs> Are you viewing it directly or off the reflection of someone's watch? <laughs> He's seeing it, in, seeing it in the back scattered light from someone's eyes. Clearing the summit of the pass. 
through swirling cloud patterns. A clock says 11.23. And as you come down out of the pass, mm. the wind still blowing you forward. A shimmering haze of ice particles lies on the horizon directly ahead. Thin layers of ice smoke blur the fine details of the land below. Directly beneath the plains, long talons or shadows reach to the west, wrapping the foothills in darkness. The shadows of the bell can be seen as well. Dark tunnels through the intangible mist, like windows into dream. Behind the aircraft, the sky above the highest peaks, you can still see a portion of the solar halos, the luminous rainbows of purest white in the sky, that are slowly fading as you start to bring the plane back down to a more sensible level. The wind is starting to drop off, but you can still hear that music blowing through the mountains, the sound being projected down onto the plateau. And as Starkweather leans forward and points, the haze starts to pass. There's a whisper of something, something that seems to pass through the craft, making the hairs on the back of your neck stand on end. Something about this is wrong. Briefly, you can almost feel, almost imagine you can hear the voices singing inside the craft with you. Why do you build me a burger, baby? Not, not that song. Not that song. Okay. For a moment, there's just the sound of the engines, that haunting song in the background, and then the haze rolls apart, the plane descends. And the nature of the plateau can be seen below you. Miles away, yet seemingly almost close enough to touch. An ice-shrouded city. It spreads before you. Incredibly massive. Impossibly ancient. Undeniably real. My God, it's, it's crumbled tail towers and labyrinthine stoops <clears throat> extend as far as the eye can see. In either direction, it spreads. There's a long, snaking scar all the way along the bottom of the mountain that then plunges into a dark cave dead riverbed and all along the sides of this river this buildings ice shrouded tumbled ruins of ancient glory and horror so post yeah <laughs> not quite the uh... well we can we can probably we can probably sort that out in post <laughs> hello <laughs> Oh, you're doing so oh, well with the atmosphere. No. That's just totally ruined my atmosphere. <laughs> Get on the bugger off, wherever it is. Oh. <laughs> Everyone makes sanity checks. What, because the phone rang? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because you realise oh, that, that the haunting music, changing? you're being rickrolled by the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> the haunting music. <laughs> Remind me to change the ring bell, the ring tone on those phones to the cloister bell. That's not that's not that's not a standard one, is it? Oh, this fucking phone. Just miss it. What are we rolling? Sanity. Oh man, yeah. We're flying back. I pass my sanity check. One. Just fell. 97. Three. Oh. That's a critical botch. <laughs> yes, it is. While you're... <laughs> While I'm flying the plane. Oh. Yeah, I don't like this place. 
<laughs> Seven. And then roll a d10. Oh my oh. god. Oh wow, I've lost like ten sanity. <laughs> um, roll a d10, yeah? Not on this for luck. One. <laughs> <laughs> good, is that good or bad? I don't know on his tables. I'll let you know if we're alive in five minutes. You just sit there. <laughs> um... <laughs> like, RJ? RJ? <laughs> Grabs the steering column. RJ? RJ? The plane is descending and picking up speed and <laughs> Williams is pulling back on the stick. Is everything okay up there? <laughs> no, RJ's gone, I don't know, catatonic on me. Help! Mandalay, go check on RJ. See what you can do. Uh, well, <laughs> someone get his hands off the steering column. Flying a plane isn't one of my. I can fly the plane. Get his hands off the steering column. All right, I do that. You did pet the smelling salts, yes? Um, you have to unstrap yourself and clamber forwards. Mm-hmm. And he, he doesn't resist. You're able to. I do a barrel roll. Yeah. Fly his fingers off the uh, steering column, at which point. Um, Williams is able to take control of the plane. I sit there looking ready for maracas. I'm like, good job, good job. <laughs> Whispering. <laughs> perfect. Absolutely perfect. Dribble. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't respond. Uh, Mandalay, you did pack 20 salts, right? I have some, says Acacia. Ah, perfect. So. Try these on him. Why do we all doesn't... have smelling salts? Your vagina doesn't count. I try mean? smelling salts on him. Roll me your constitution times four. Ah, my dump stat. The Galili. Three. You suddenly <coughs> snap out of it and find that the bell is still coming down a bit too fast. Oh god, what what happened? You blacked out. Sorry, it was the the city. It's we we can't land. We're with... landing because I don't have enough. We're landing, says William, holding onto the stone column. I grab it. <laughs> you grab your one. Oh wait, are you trying to fly for purposes to him? He, he, he's really coming <laughs> in for a landing because you suddenly dropped and he's trying to, you know, bring us in. Oh, please, can we have a fight on the plane? Yeah, why not? I'm still a bit, I'm still a bit creeped out. I'm going to try and pull the plane back up. God. Can, do I have to make a contested pilot aircraft roll? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need to go here. <laughs> I've just grabbed. I've just grabbed the column and I've pulled. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Whilst he's trying to. Whilst he's trying to land. <laughs> oh my god! At least, at least descend. Um, the plane kind of yours, and then like, <laughs> and then the, you know, the propellers in front of the cockpit just go <clears throat> stop as the engine stops. You... <laughs> we stop the engine. <laughs> what are you doing? And the plane goes. <laughs> <laughs> You're descending from 21,000 feet. Uh, uh, I start doing the thing that you do to stop the plane from stalling. 
Bore me some aircraft maintenance at minus 20. I pump the fuels and gristle the thingies. Nandley, what was happening up in the cockpit there? Make him do it better. <laughs> it's not really under my control. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. <laughs> 99. I, I guess I'm still dazed. I, I, I don't really have a control of my faculties. William screamed at the top of his voice. <laughs> And suddenly, stop! Get him out of here! I get him out of here. You drag Mandalay. No, Mandalay. We have to. We have to. We can't land. Are you trying to stop Mandalay from dragging you away? Um, I'm, I'm not fighting back with any real strength. Do you drag him out of the chair? Yeah. He dragged you back. In we can't land the mountains. The city. Dexterity turns two, both of you, as the plane starts to shudder. And so we, we time our dex by two and roll under it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're fine. Mandalay is clearly holding on to you. Uh, no, not this time. <laughs> I'm using Mandalay as a human shield. Take two hit points of damage as you slam into the ceiling as I... the whole plane bumps. <laughs> and then there's this stuttering, clanking noise on the engine. I think I just body slammed you onto the ceiling. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, RJ does slam into you quite painfully. Body slam. Let's see if Williams can... No! How <laughs> did we end up in the situation where the NPC is flying the plane? <laughs> the NPC is flying the plane with no engines! 97 and 99 are why? I blame you. No! Um, uh, I, I can't restart the engine! RJ just dumped all the fuel! <laughs> I think the doctor should have kept him back after those days in the cold. He obviously wasn't recovered. That's, that's not the problem. We're going to crash. Um, uh, no, that's help? not the problem. The problem is we have no way of possibly getting back now. We have fuel. It's in canisters in the cargo bay. Uh, uh, 10,000 feet. <laughs> 9,000. You're doing a good job. He's kind of pulling up the plane and... Mandalay, kind of put me back in a chair. I put you back in a chair. You put him in one of the empty passenger seats and strap him in. <laughs> okay, she's like, well, James, if we die, I'd just like you to know I still hate you. <laughs> Feelings mutual, woman. They kind of then hold hands. <laughs> the plane is descending faster. Williams is pulling back. He's doing his best. Can he glide this thing to a landing? Just as he's concentrating, I scream, The city! No, we can't stop! Oh, we got a four. <laughs> um, I draw my pistol. Someone someone, find me somewhere to land. Do you really draw your pistol? <laughs> no. Someone find me a landing site. We've got maybe minutes. Um, spot hidden is out the window? Yeah. I am so tempted to just shoot him. Uh, yes, I spot. <laughs> You're just going to shoot Williams. Oh, yeah, Do you want it, to die that badly? The problem is, if I did, they'd tie me up for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. um, if you shot Williams, the only person behind the wheel, you'd probably all... The rest of the game would be very short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not having that on my shoulders. <laughs> you see a clearing that looks like this. It seems it's, it's several miles wide. It's huge. Right, well, I, I'd say, there, there, I think that we should, way, land, we should land on the nubble. The nubble. You, you you have to get up and point. 
And Williams is like, get in the pilot seat. Strap yourself in. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think touch a... anything. Is, is there a big shiny red button? No. Ten... Okay, I, I, I resist pressing anything. Tenant right, press those three switches. <laughs> the one marked self-destructive. <laughs> what did that do? You'll find out. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Very nice view of the... Uh, very bad landing we're about to make. I lean forward and I think I'm like, we can't land here! And I start clawing at whoever's H- next to me. Have you been strapped in yet? Yeah, I've been strapped in. Okay. I'm not, I'm not there. Scarf quiver clunks you on the head with his, his um, pistol butt. Knocks you out. <laughs> pistol butt. Ah, uh, concussion in the Antarctica. Nothing can possibly go wrong. The bell is picking up speed. The ground is getting closer and closer. It does not look like a friendly way to go. You have a vision of this. Oh, you... You're mean. Knocking him out and making him dream. No, 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 he has a vision. You're, the people who are awake see this. Oh, the awake ones. I thought this was him while... Overlap. <laughs> Let's have a look. What do I see? Well, overlapping buildings. Show me again. Okay. Building. Cool. Faster and faster the plane is dropping. You can see the plaza you've pointed out ahead getting closer. There's no way to slow the bell down. The only hope is that Williams can bring it in your slide to our doom. <laughs> Oh, I'm having so much fun. Doom slide. Yes, he's rolling dreaming now. <laughs> you can't dream if you're concussed. Everyone knows that. Roll it. As we leave the mess of the party falling out of the sky. No. That's a shame. You really wanted to pass this one. Ah, uh, that's good because I did. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you were standing. It was a ruse. <laughs> Which is good because you don't dream about the unfleeting horror at the centre of the universe. <laughs> Stop tickling my finger. Foot. Gummy there. Yes. <laughs> Foot. So. I think that's the third science uh, Ashley has now failed at. Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> like, physics, chemistry, like and health like biology. An, an infant's level of anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like little fingers. <laughs> <laughs> the finger bone's connected to the foot bone. <laughs> I'll, I'll sort this out in post. <laughs> Okay, so, everyone um, dies in a massive great big pile. I think it's inevitable anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, you were standing on the edge of a long dock made of pink marble. Hmm. Tasteless. And beyond it there is a city. Beautiful, magnificent. But the city you just saw is horror beyond understanding. This, this is beauty. This is Magnificent. This is floating in the sky on clouds. And there are people walking around having a lovely time. And a 
very tall gentleman with a golden beard and long flowing golden locks is like, ah, Mr. McCready. He holds out his hand. Step. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no, thank you. That is a shame. You could have been a magnificent jeweler. Are you sure you would not wish to stay? To learn the secrets of your lamp here in Cernian. In peace. Ah, oh, go on then. <laughs> not, not, not really. <laughs> I, I have to save my friends. They're in great danger. Yes. <laughs> Very great danger. The man flying your pl aircraft intends to kill you all. On purpose? Yes. Oh. You have a choice. Stay here with me. Join our city. Stay here in the dream world you will be safe and leave or return and try to stop him though that is a very slim chance I I can't let everybody down you truly have the spirit if you die no I shall think fondly of you when your spirit drifts throughout the land of dreams I shall call you forth that sounds like fun then wake and stop him and know that King Kuranis has sent you back and is your friend and ally. And then you wake up in the plane. Everyone is holding on, the screaming of the plane is descending. Everything going well, I say. Yes, I think I can land it. Shouts Williams. Are you sure? He, he, he's moving the stick, I think that's a good thing. Lieutenant Wright is sat in your seat. What do you do? You've got maybe two minutes, maybe less, before you are low enough and you'll hit the plaza. And you can tell. Make me an air pilot aircraft roll as you start to come around. You're still goggy though, so minus ten. Pilot aircraft, you say? Mm -hmm. Yes, I... Yeah, you're coming in too steep and he's keeping it there. Williams, what are you doing? Landing the plane! Pull up, you're going to crash. No, we're fine, we're gonna land! We're not fine. We are, you madman! You're the one who put us in this position where we're about to crash. I shout back to you. I, I unbuckle my seat mm -hmm. and uh, start to move through the plane. Did you do so? Is anyone stopping him? No. Okay, start weather and more like just letting the pilot get on with it. I, um,. I, uh, I I grab you uh, well, roughly. Uh, one. <laughs> As you move into the cockpit and put a hand on tenant right, you look at the gauges in front of you. Fuel gauges, mostly full. Engines, prep to start. The whole thing is ready to go. And yet, no engines. Um... I go get out of the way, and I pull you. I pull you back past me. Uh, I'm strapped in. You can't just grab me and pull me out. I unstrap you. Do you let him unstrap you? What are you doing, man? These were crashing. I draw my gun. Out of the seat, I put it against your head. Uh, Edward, do what he says. Uh, yeah, but I will kill you. <laughs> uh, I, I... We're going to crash. We've no time to argue. 
James? I grab at your buckle. Do it! I do it. I trust James. I trust Artie with my life. <laughs> but Man- isn't he the reason we're crashing? Mandalay, I shout to you. Yes. Um, I toss you my gun. I say, keep this on Williams. I grab the um, I grab what the stick. Williams, I, the guy, uh, the co-pilot. Yeah, yeah, you know. That's oh right, you were. You were uh, oh right, mean? the hijacking plan. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes I um, point my gun towards Williams. Points the gun at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh great! You can't see this though because he's sitting in the chair. Can, can I see this? Because I'm still. Well, spot. You can, been... can we do this Mexican standoff in a Mexican accent? One. <laughs> yeah, you see Williams pull a gun and point it at RJ. I pull a pistol. On Williams. Oh my god. <laughs> I am there in a cockpit still. We've got a four-way mission. <laughs> well, we don't, because I'm unarmed. <laughs> we are dying here. Mandalay, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> he starts laughing and turns the wheel. Jesus. I um, can, shoot Can him. I shoot? You can both shoot. Why would you shoot? <laughs> I've got it right on him. What a catastrophe. But I'm right on top of him. Yeah, both of you rolled a shoot. Yes, Uh, 13, I I hit. 28 out of 20 by that close range. Two bullets go into the guy. Yeah. He screams, drops, slumps in his chair. He's still alive. He's just giggling and bleeding. Uh, I I grab his arms and take him off the controls. Can I I roll my pilot aircraft? You can. I try and restart the engines. (laughs) Eleven. <laughs> you are, however, too low. Yeah, well, you are going to have to land. Just, <laughs> we're not going to crash and die. We're landing! I scream. He's just like, what the hell was up with Williams? What was he doing? He said you dumped the fuel. He was, he was lying. He tried to kill us. I can see that. May I suggest you background check your pilots better? I did. Roll pilot aircraft to land. Uh, I, I run back to my seat. <laughs> you run back to seat. <laughs> and yeah. strap in. Good idea. <laughs> well, it looks like we are landing. Looks like we're going to have to jump. We make it. <laughs> it's not an easy landing. You bounce at least once. Is it not? You land, you slide, almost going sideways towards this massive pile of rubble. Oh, rubble. Right. It almost looks like it was once a tower and it's fallen outwards. And you're sliding, sliding, sliding. There's a peak and the plane goes thunk. And it's sliding like one one ski is pointing in the direction you're going. The other one you can kind of see is, is going that way. We've lost a skid. We noticed. It'll be fine. Make me a pilot. Aircraft. I've always loved you, Tenant Wright. The feeling is unmutable. <laughs> it's not really pilot now, it's just an exercise in ballistics. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> you can't really do much. Is Very you? close, though. You can hear things scraping, <laughs> rocks. The engines are still going. Do you turn those off by any chance? Now you're on the ground. Smoke pours out of one of the uh, exhaust vents as you slide to a very rocky stop. Stop. Silence. The clock on the instrument panel reads noon. Humans have landed. 
Uh, has the plane come to a complete stop and finished taxiing? The seatbelt signs are still on. The captain, however, is having us again. <laughs> to go back. Uh, I um, buckle and uh, go back to the cockpit and just check on uh, Williams. I don't want to seem cautiously optimistic, but I think we survived. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure the plane survived quite as well. Is I, I point to... Forget the plane. Is everyone okay? Apart from this guy, I uh, think so. Yes, specification. Um, Professor? That's a nod. Captain Starkweather? Yes, I am. Um, think so. Um, what on earth was that with Williams? What was that with you, man? Oh, I was driven mad when I saw the city. It must have taken him the same way. But subtler. Um, I, I snapped out of it, but... I don't know. Well, it's a good thought you noticed. Thank you for concussing me. I think that might have knocked the sense back into me. Any time, RJ, any time. <laughs> well, I, can I know that you mean that. I can definitely see why the previous expedition had issues after getting heads. Well, only two people came here. Dyer and Danforth. Uh, considering what had already happened and... Seeing that, I could... William starts giggling and he's, he's bleeding. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we came here. Oh, we came here. We should never have left here. We should never have left here. He, uh, he kind of lapses into quiet giggling. Wh wh where was he shot, by the way? Uh, you've got him down here and in the arm. Uh, there aren't anyone oh, the, here the trained in medicine enough to do anything about someone who's probably going to bleed out? I draw my revolver. I can, I can fix him. We are civilized people. We don't murder. Of course, of in course. Cold blood. True. However, if there's I, no one here who can, I can. Says the case. She, she moves forward and starts looking at him. No. <laughs> she can't. You're you on. <laughs> I can. She says, putting a finger into his bullet hole. Miss um, Lexington, if we can't help him now, it may be. The most humane thing to do. He doesn't have huh. long anyway. Oh, Carl, always arguing in favour of euthanasia. It's a shame. Like, but we. He, it's your man, uh, Miss Lexington. Grabs you by the. Oh, in your jacket, and he's like, "You should never have come back. I've tried to stop you." Every step of the way, but you would not be stopped. The fire, hiring people. Why would you not stop? Ugh. And then he sinks back. Eyes rolling back in his head. He was behind all the sabotages. Oh. I look at James. Well saying, done. <laughs> I look at James. Said, "I noticed someone from Lexington putting it together there." She didn't hear that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I um. But, but he came with impeccable references. He was. He said we shouldn't have come back. The guy was raving insane. Can you trust the words of a madman? Out of character. Who was the guy from the previous expedition who vanished? I can't remember his name. Danforth. Shouldn't have come back. Is this Danforth? Do we know what he looks like? I don't know. 
what it like. looks like. The downfall I knew was a very young man, but that was a long time ago. Yes, people grow older, Professor. I know that, and he's wearing a beard. Um, wearing a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to see the elastic. <laughs> And that isn't really Miss Lexington either. <laughs> it's a mask. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. That was your face. <laughs> it's it's an improvement back. now. <laughs> All along. <laughs> he was wearing a fake beard. <laughs> Even if it was, he must have been driven mad first time. Um, the professor yeah. wants to pat his pockets and comes out of a small book. I was going to suggest searching his pockets. It is downfall. Anyone tried to stop expedition? This is. I knew the poor man was affected by his trip down here, but this is. This is unbelievable. I look. I, I turn around and look at Acacia Lexington. Like you couldn't have not known about this. Oh God, I did it. <laughs> You must have known about this. How couldn't you have failed to <laughs> misunderstand? I, I hired him from a very reputable New York agency. He came with glowing references. As a saboteur? Had a no! first class degree from Tekalili University. That this man blew up my expedition. I wasn't even going to come anywhere near here. We were going to the South Pole. So despite him saying... That we should never have come here. He's the reason you even came here in the first place. We can't trust what this man said. It's obviously his mind has gone, even before we returned. Of course, it was wrong of me to accuse you. But he was clearly trying to force us together just so he could carry on working on your camp. To come back to the place he said he shouldn't have come back to? He just tried to make us all die. So why does it make That's any sense that he'd try and put us, us together? Well, yeah, that's that's what he said. Stop arguing, Professor Moore. Right now, I don't want to. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> right now, we need to focus on getting a camp erected, and then seeing if we can rescue this plane. It's our only way back out of here. True. Uh, I don't fancy our chances. How close are we to some of the buildings? Now, this plaza seems to have quite a lot of. Yeah, they're, they're literally, if you look outside, um, all around are huge, huge and rounded hulks of broken stone. They're very dark and rather sad looking. Now that you're down on the ground, they're haunting and almost, you can imagine what they must have been like when they soared to the sky and now they're just ruined. Would they make uh, a good place to camp? We reckon. Oh yes, and amongst the terrifying stones, that's a good suggestion. Half the shelves is built already. Sorry, that wasn't a character. It could well have been good thing to stay out there. Edward, Carl, go out, try and find us a camp. Somewhere covered, somewhere we can make a safe camp. Maybe on the edge of the plaza, not too far away from this plane. RJ, do you want to take Mandalay and have a look? I mean, the skids are designed to come off on these sort of planes. We might be able That's to true, but the wings aren't, so... The wings didn't, though. Well, and that's not true either. They are designed to come off. <laughs> we disassembled them, remember? Miss Lexington, I'm sure you transported the bell in the same way. 
Oh. Mandalay, come and come and help me uh, salvage this plane. It's our only way out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Take a lead, take a lead. Pardon, Miss mm. Mandalay. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm coming. Nothing, nothing. The stars are right. Thing we packed some grenades. Why do we always pack grenades? We didn't pack any grenades. You're gonna regret that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Miss Lexington, Starkweather, and more will start unloading the supplies and checking to see if anything is broken. How um these things are like uh sort of spires around us, right? They're um. What have I done with my papers? Oh, I was that. The plaza you're in they're not all fire some of them are broken domes mm. uh, you can see one structure that looks like three pyramids joined together at one angle like one corner of each pyramid touching each other they're about twice the size of the pyramids in Giza what would you say the tallest structure is that's like you know not 20 miles away or whatever what's the close the tallest closest structure Probably, uh, there's, uh, if you look at the map of the plaza, you're kind of over here where you, you, the plane slid to a hole. <laughs> uh, uh, the tallest structure, this is all, looks to be rubble, but down this clear avenue, you can mm. see some buildings that seem to be pretty intact. There's a tower, it must be still the Empire State Building and then a third. How close is that building? Maybe about ten minute walk away. I am. Um, I I grab Moore's shoulder as he's about to get out of the plane. I'm like, if we could hike up that with one of the radios, we might be able to call for help. It might be high enough to get the signal out through the valley. Good point. Over them, the mountains, as tall as the Himalayan Everest and more. If, if we can't fix the plane, if we can't fix the plane, it might be our only choice. Good idea, though. Okay, let's set up camp. See what you can do about the plane. It might be worth calling for help anyway. Yes, yes, that's a good idea. Okay, roll me your polar survival, Mandalay, and you roll me your you roll me your butler mancy, You roll me your aircraft um, maintenance. Ninety-nine. I failed my butler mancy. Oh, should I roll for Carl? That's okay, I rolled for him, he got 14. He's like, Edward, no, this way. <laughs> no, not off the cliff, come <laughs> with me. You find a, um, not really room, it's quite small. There's a large door and it just goes into a blank, empty square room. Is uh, it still a bit run down? It, there's a ceiling and there's um, walls. It's dark, but otherwise it's just a sealed square room with doors. Well, but the building itself is that one oh, Beyond it, the rest of the building is just gone. There's a big pile of rubble in one corner of the room that looks like it might have gone somewhere. And that tower is sort of 10 minutes away, was it? Yeah, it's all way back. I, I said, Carl, it's all these build. That tower is still standing. Surely that would be the safest place around here. These buildings will fall on the parts. Edward, you want to stay near the plane. Are you. Su are you in favour of the Dark Forces? I'm just uh, I'm just checking. I'm just thinking the, all, all the buildings here, we don't know if they're powerful now, we don't know if they're going to collapse down on top of us. If that's supported that weight. 
He walks around and thumps the walls a bit. No, no, this this will do. This is close to the plane. It'll do as a base camp. We can go to the tower and explore. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, uh, this'll this will do. But when, he, when he knocks on it, I'll visibly like. Okay, okay. If this thing was going to fall, it would have fallen by now. I mean, this thing's been standing for thousands of years. Oh, you're, you're the expert, I guess. But yes, obviously, uh, architecture's not really my thing. Not really mine either, but I can tell when a building's not going to fall over suddenly. Okay. Just like when you can tell a dock won't catch fire. Uh, what did you get on your aircraft maintenance? Um, it wasn't 83, it was much lower than that. It was 21, I remember. I'll wait until you get back. Um, oh, good. The others are starting to um, unload the tent and move supplies over to you. You come back and start helping them. Start helping pitch you, up tents. You start simply building a tent, a camp like this in the cave. There are three tents, various supplies, and you've hooked up two sort of like big tarpaulins over the entranceway. I, I do love how quickly you managed to draw uh, a campsite inside uh, an abandoned building. It's what I prepared earlier. <laughs> wow, I was only out of the room for a second. However, um, it's it going to take you time to essentially build this campsite. And the doors are clearly not... Whatever uses these doors was big. And make me spot hidden checks as you are working. You and Dot Mandalay, just you. What did you get? 21. Um, the skid is fine. It's the struts that hold the plane that have gone. And you do have spares of them. But the biggest problem will be getting them from the base camp. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are some <laughs> strapped to the plane, but they're, like, they're only about that big. And they're made of wood. The biggest problem will be lifting the plane and somehow holding it up so you can fix this thing. We're going to have to find lots of small rocks. Mandalay just points at the giant piles of rubble. Do you point at the piles of giant rubble? Yes. Okay. Uh, I spot other way. You can see. Uh... You kind of landed in the part of the city that tapers off towards where the riverbed dropped away. You can see about maybe five miles away, uh, the riverbed goes along and passes between these two massive pillars. They're very barrel shaped, sort of like they kind of go up and bulge out in the middle. And make me a idea roll. Two. You, you kind of get James's binoculars and have a look and frown at them a bit. And you know those creatures that you found, the barrel-shaped, star-shaped on top of those ends? Yeah, these are two gigantic statues of them. Considering the state everyone's in at the moment, I won't Is mention this yet. Oh. Uh, yes. Okay, you're fine. Because they're, they're not that horrifying. It's just... I'll... When you realise, I'll wait till everyone's calmed down before bringing anything like this up. It's when you realise that they're Eiffel Tower and a third one. <laughs> okay. Uh, after about an hour, camp is set up. Professor Moore calls everyone in. He's got some food on the go. Okay. I only had time to prepare this four-course roast. I'm sorry. 
Unacceptable. Without the fish course, it is meaningless. Without cigars and brandy. No, 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 no. Trust us. Trust me, we have the cigars and brandy. <laughs> you have all the cigars and brandy. Edward spent a Oh, that's a, good, that's a good point. I go and find some medicinal brandy. <laughs> I'll join you in one of them. Even with the losses in the fire, we have quite a lot of jam. <laughs> <laughs> we do need to have a lot of Did jam. Did we bring any with us? Well, you need something to spread on the pemmican. Okay, she's like, I have some bad news. Um, the uh, tool required for uh, fixing the uh, struts to the plane and the skis is harmonica shaped. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! <laughs> I shoot the GM through the heart. <laughs> <laughs> if only we'd remembered to bring the mustard! <laughs> That's the only thing that can appease an elder thing. Pepper. Yeah. Oh yeah, pepper. You left all the pepper pots behind as well. <laughs> <laughs> I will sleep for a thousand years. <laughs> anyway, uh, RJ, how are the planes? Um, well, there's certainly still only one of them. Um, Is it salvageable? Yes, but it's not going to be easy. What about the engine? It, that smoke didn't look good. Did I look in? Yes. No, the engine is fine. It was just where it cut off suddenly and was... It didn't start, it didn't stop, and started, and stopped. It just didn't like that. It's just stressed. I think, I think we'll be good. I think I know how it feels. <laughs> I apologise as well I for the, the gun thing. It was... The only way. No, no, it's fine. I hope you. My apologies for not believing you straight away either. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't have in my si- in my have had been situation. First of all, hand you a cup of tea. Could you hand me a cup of grammar? <laughs> hand you one of those as well. You pour some brandy into your tea. Oh, this is. Uh... So, James, do all your adventures start off on um, quite such an exciting? No, Acacia laughs. It was disastrous, though. Woman, no time for that now. God, will you two just fuck? (laughs) We did that already. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) Oh, come now. Surely right now, you know, a tale of triumph against adversity in a situation like this would make him feel better about this. Acacia leans forward. He made us cross a river in full flood with nothing but some homemade raft. And did you get across? No, we didn't. But you survived. No, thanks to him. The point is, we shouldn't feel bad about this setback. On the upside, we can ex- uh, we Save me explore. from optimistic English people. Hello, oh, James. James, back me up here. James, I'm not getting involved in this argument. <laughs> Had it before. <laughs> and in conclusion, I should have shot you. <laughs> Now, <clears throat> okay, our first order of business then is to sleep. Perchance to dream? No, thank you. After we slept, we need to. We all need to take some time, calm down from this. We just survived a plane crash. It was really more of a controlled descent. I think we crashed.
after we've slept, RJ, how many people do you reckon you need to help fix the plane? Uh, ideally, four or five. Okay. I mean, we're, we're going to have to prop the whole damn thing up to get to the struts. Okay, so you, me, Mr. Mandalay, Mandalay, and the captain can have a look at popping up the... What about Carl? Uh, Carl, uh, Edward and Acacia... Maybe you can have a look round. Go have a look at that tower. Sure. Maybe take one of the tower radios with you. Um. Ah, James, you sure you wouldn't want to come explore this? As much as I'd like to, man, man, we probably should. I probably should help with the plane. Perhaps the more experienced of the explorers on the crew should be doing the exploring, and the less experienced of them should be staying and helping with the plane. I'm less experienced with planes than exploring. Edward knows how to use the radio. I don't. Do you? Christ, tits, he does know how to use the radio. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> What's your operate radio? That's not bad, actually. That's not bad. <laughs> I had nothing to do for several for days, yeah. but just like, how's that work again? You're a, you're a penguin, are you? How's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> well... Couldn't take it off the radio. <laughs> yes. I mean, Mr. Mandler, if you want to go Wait. instead of um, me, I don't mind helping with the plane, says Acacia. I may be a woman, but I can certainly help with lifting and carrying. And... Oh, for us, no, uh, as I said, I think it would be better if the people more experienced in exploring go yeah, out so and do the exploring. Mandler is right to miss. I think whoever's uh, the best explorer in this group should come with well that's Carl then ah so first of all we have to have an explore off to determine which which of us is the best explorer that's what you're saying is it I think he meant Carl do you mean Carl he is the polar survival expert no doesn't explore more specifically implying anyone I was uh, implying not Lord Tellant right (laughs) well he's the only one who knows how to use the radios properly now that Williams is dead, how hard can it possibly be? Is Quite he... difficult. Is he dead? I say, looking at the body. He is very dead. Oh, now, I ask you again, bearing in mind that Tenham Wright knows how to do it, how hard can it possibly be? I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I think either uh, James or Miss Lexington are probably best people to come well, with. James is the explorer here. Fine. Me and. Edward will go and try and use the radios. I'll stay here and help with the plane then. Yes, alright. Now, we're going to need one of your arms to act as the new strut. No, we have spares. Oh, I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm glad you told me about that then. That could have gone disastrously. Okay, well, she'll sleep. Let's get these oxygen tents set up. Roll your polar survival, people. <sighs> yes. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, you set up the tents, there are three of them. They are designed to fit uh, like four or five people each. And there are only seven of you now. You sleep. While you're dreaming. That's you, RJ. Sorry, we're simulating the haunting music 
Oh. For the spires. I could have found some haunting pipe music on YouTube or something. Alright, enough of that. I do not dream. Oh dear. As you fall asleep, you fall asleep listening to the haunting horror of the music. <laughs> and you find yourself standing in a dark cavern. You're on a tall cliff above a glittering ocean. It's black as pitch and yet there are glowing, they almost look like fish creatures in the water that make it look like a bed of stars whilst the roof above is just dark and empty. And far off in the distance, it's quite warm down here strangely. Oh god, I remember warmth. There's uh, the ruined spires of a city and you can hear something singing. And a noise. Something is coming up the. There's a ramp that leads off to your right. Something is coming up that ramp. Something dark and shadowy and oozing. I run away. You run away. You can't. You're just dreaming. Oh, oh, good. Standing there watching this horrible mass of black flesh with teeth and eyes moving towards you. Not your sanity. Shut off! Roll my gravely reduced sanity. Oh, wow. Gravely I, sanity. No, wow, yeah. I, I make that by quite a lot. <laughs> Whatever. It's only a dream. Okay. Bring it on, the sugar. They're the servitor creatures for the elder things. Sure, ghosts. But they rebelled. Dark Cthulhu, Pockwog, Azithor. Whatever, we all agree it's not in alphabetical order. It was, I was just going backwards. Ah, Shoggoths. Uh, Sandloss, you passed, right? Very much so. Ah. Failure is one of these. <laughs> Success is one of these. <laughs> one. <laughs> you, sh- you start awake suddenly with a scream. Sitting upright in your... Ah! You cling to Carl. How did you get in here? I assume <laughs> you're sleeping in the same tent as Carl. <laughs> dangerous assumption to make. Alright, yeah, fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm hugging him awkwardly and I'm like... Bad. Bad dream. You know, you don't have to give me excuses anymore, RJ. It's cool. <laughs> Or poison you. <laughs> you know, you know. I'm happy with me and you being a thing in secret, right? Oh, God. I mean, the whole camp knows about it. I wake up from this uh, second other dream. <laughs> yes, you certainly felt. You started to enter the sort of like dreaming, but then you were pulled back into this city, somewhere deep 
underneath it. Oh, good. So what you're saying is that this place is great and healthy and that we should stay here. If you want. You can go down to the underwater city. I'm sure the Shogos would love to give you a hug. Shogos. Yeah. After your sleeping period, everybody wakes up. Yay. Um, Professor Moore has been up for several hours by this point. And he's been wandering around the plaza. And he comes in just as Acacia's getting um, dinner ready. And he looks very dazed. Are you alright, Moore? No. Um, I, I, I did a little bit of a wander around, and there's a building on the other side with this mural. And um, I can't read the text on it, but I think I sort of understand what it's showing. What what do you mean? Mural, what sort of like Egyptian where you could sort of make it out? Come with me. I come with. He leads you across the plaza. Um, into uh, it looks like an entrance to a corridor. And he points. There is a wall, and it's quite worn and weathered, but it is a you know, bas relief carvings of um, those plant-like creatures that he had in on his dissecting table. There's like loads of them. And they're kind of in like formation. And behind them there is Saturn. And ahead of them there is Earth at one end of the mural. And there's like lots of them kind of like getting smaller as they fly down towards the planet. I wonder what they're looking at, I say to Mandalay over our breakfast. Did you not go with him? No, we went with him. <laughs> yeah, make me sanity checks uh, as Moore is just pointing at it. Just, I'm okay. It's only a model. Okay. I am very not okay with this. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh dear. You have been losing lots of sanity recently. You need to go and have a nice breakfast in the dreamlands. What is your sanity down to? Uh, 53. It's 50 now. Hey, killed them, Miles. Um, <coughs> this one, like, this, this seems to be depicting them flying through space and arriving on Earth. Oh, impossible. Look, they're, they're just... See, you're, you're making the classic mistake most people make looking art. You're taking it far too literally here. <laughs> Are you art critiquing? I the, have seventy um, in art. Yes, I'm art critiquing. It's like we, we know nothing the about the culture or uh, anything about s their art forms. That who knows what sort of deeper meanings can be behind this. Okay. Can I regain sanity from listening to his explanation? Oh, you're persuaded. Can I roll my art? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Three. <laughs> you determine it's not metaphorical. <laughs> sanity back. Uh, that's, but, that, but that's more. As he's helping you um, 
I'm giving a, I'm giving a university it, level it's a uh, nice intro sudden, to arts here. Sudden intrusion of mundane real life <laughs> art critiques. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just basically. Got a, it's just a drawing, lad. <laughs> Pretty much. But then I explained. Yeah, go through some you know classic historical art from our own cultures and the deeper meanings and interpretations thereof until so who eventually shuts me up? <laughs> like, I will go Stop on. Stop whoever eventually shuts you up. With a thank you. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, anytime. So we're all agreed that that's a drawing. Yes. So so we're fine with this because it might be a metaphor. Did you even pay attention? This is why you are a butler and not an educated student. Yes, you're great at the p- manual an things. Student. But you're a but... butler now. That's <laughs> right. Shush. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's a passion of mine. It's easy to. So it's a metaphor. Who, who knows? Maybe, maybe it's something more than a metaphor. Maybe it's pretty. Maybe it literally means they came here from Saturn, traveling in space. Yes, it's technically possible, but it's ridiculous interpretation. So, um, it could be a ridiculous inter. It could be wrong. He could be wrong. However, where are we again? The Antarctic. Just more specifically, the city of a strange alien race that predates man. Yes, How do you know it predates man. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> Went his arm and encompassed the, the massive. And the problem city. that you have with this, I am just saying that there could be they could have been earthbound and and got extinct and okay cultures. You know, the ancient Greeks, the Egyptians, all drew using the stars and the planets. And um, important to their religion. However, how does this change our situation? No, oh, it doesn't change the situation at all. I think it just means they might not necessarily be from Saturn. Well, thank goodness. Let's get on with this now. <laughs> it turns out they're actually from your anus. Ah, uh, I see. They're actually from the planet Thanor. You know it well, Chow. You've been there. Oh, is that the one you sent the father to? How's he getting on these days? He's a big dog. Awesome. Oh, you missed that episode. No, no, no that was before he joined the uh, Monty ones. Uh, yeah, you, you missed Chow going insane, turning into a massive silver werewolf and transporting himself to the home planet of the other things. Well, I didn't trans- no, they came to pick me up. Didn't they? No, no, you transported away in a moment of terror uh, as you stared into the eyes of Haster. Yeah. He's a dick, that guy. Yeah, he's Haster. <laughs> I can't believe that I actually got use out of my arm. <laughs> Thanks. Anytime. I guess the you need it. But also, I did I did go to your painting classes. Well, there's a difference between how to draw and being able to interpret. One, one comes with experience. Yeah, the drawing comes with experience. <laughs> the BS <laughs> takes a lifetime. <laughs> oh, get come this away. Come to one, please. Come to one, Anyway, um... You just keep doing your thing, man. <laughs> Is there anything else on the mural? 
not that one, but as you look down the corridor, there are more. Literally, almost every service down this corridor has mules at different doors. <laughs> it just says in English, yes, we came here from Saturn. It doesn't say that in English. <laughs> the Professor Moore's like, plane. Let's go and fix the plane before we get distracted by amazing discovery from beyond the stars. Yes, that's true. Uh, we should probably... Um, it might be a metaphor. See if we can get that uh, radio going. What do you say, James? Up for uh, an adventure? Yes, I'm always up for an adventure. Just finding the tower. Well, it's right there, I thought. Ah, this one. Okay, I'll come back to you in a minute. Plane first. Okay, you have a team of people ready and willing to help you. How would you like to go about this first? Well, you sort of have to lift the plane up, then pull the old strut supports out, put new ones in, and put the struts back on them. Roll an idea. Because your current plan involves everyone lifting the plane up and then just holding it. But my current plan is that everyone lifts the plane up and we slowly push rocks under it until it's supported up so that we can do that work. That is also a good plan too. Don't roll your idea. You just didn't dis- explain that bit of it. That's why I, I told him to go and look for rocks. Okay, Miss Mandalay, you are on rock moving duty with uh, Professor Moore. What is your strength? Um, 14. You have absolutely no problem finding rocks and moving them. The professor's a little bit weedier, but you're there to help him and you kind of carry a rock together. Start moving them across. Okay. Uh, you and Acacia are on. Plane lifting duty, that's not going to work, she says, looking at the plane. What do you, how are we going to do this? Maybe we should have kept Captain Starkwood and Edward. Well, we can only do our best until we can do no more. Oh, are we going to try and lift this together, just us? Let's wait for them to bring back some rocks, and then all four of us will give it a shift, and one of us can kick the rocks under. All we've really got to do is make sure that we distribute the weight evenly on one side so that it leans up. We've just got to get it up, then we can get under there, get the struts out. Everyone, roll a d100. Everyone? Thank you. What's your strength, RJ? I rolled a 91. Uh, I rolled a 16. Takes about an hour to get enough rocks. And you start to lift the plane, and Mr. Mandalay slips on the ice. Mandalay, no! And goes over. And Acacia goes, oh! <laughs> Let's go. And the plane goes, thump! Who dies? Alright, well, at least we didn't do any more damage. You can see. Hmm? You can see. The whole thing shattered. I don't even care. I'm lifting their spirits. Okay. Um, let's take a moment and try again, Professor Moore. Now, everyone everyone, lift at the same time. Okay, on three. <laughs> 88. 
57. You all slip. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Acacia, who's all like, What are you doing? Help! She's literally, she's lifted uh, it, like, maybe a couple of inches on her own. And then realise... Quick never... stick rocks under it. <laughs> she kicks a rock under and then drops it. <clears throat> She rolled, a, she rolled a one and then she rolled a nine. <laughs> You've oh all been dear. showed up by the feeble woman. Well, obviously her uh, ladylike frame allowed her to lift that plane where we couldn't. Um, <laughs> it, it's fine. You, you just loosened it for her. <laughs> it, it might not work, but no one questions you when you say it. When you claim it. Okay, we've lifted it half an inch. I, look, I, I pat her on the back in a friendly way and I'm like, excellent, now we only have to do that 50 more times and we'll be able to repair the plane. Yes, let's have a break. I, I feel we've made good progress. Hey, Edward. Don't mind. And the third. Captain Starkweather. Hello. No, he's more of a... Hello! Ah, James. Uh, do you have the radio? It's on the back. Excellent. Let's go. Yeah. Are you two enacting my plan? What's your plan? Hike to the top of the tallest nearby structure and use the radio to call for help. Yes. It, uh, I see this is a perfect opportunity to actually get some exploring done. That's why we're here. Sadly lost. <laughs> in, <laughs> an, in an accident. Okay, she's like, come on, repair the plane before they get back! <laughs> this is absolutely amazing, the city. It is undeniably fantastic. We're going to be famous, James. Another twig expander. Edward, we're not going to be famous. We are going to be the name people quote to their children. For the next... 16 generations. Starkweather, Tenant Knight, Moore. These are names that people are going to remember for the rest of their lives when we tell them about this. McCready, McCready, McCready. And McCready. <laughs> Lexington, too. Mm. A shame about that one, but she's not that bad, really. Turns out it was some crazy nut job she hired, not her who was sabotaging us. Yes, true, true. Just a shame they'll never remember your butler. Oh, I'm sure we'll give a footnote somewhere. The servants never remembered in the history books. It's always true. the doers. This is true. And so much we should get on with doing. You really should. Um, we, we, we chit-chat and just go, rah, yes, rah, as we climb up. Mm -hmm. Unless anything in particular interesting happens during that journey. Most of this avenue is rumbled, but there's a whole <laughs> sense of unease as you're walking away from the plaza like flickers in the corner of your eye it's almost like something's moved in the shadows the occasional clatter of falling rocks off in the distance what's not going on you know the constant howling whistling piping song through the mountain we uh, soldier on to the tower can you sort of go onto the tower?
<laughs> Not how I was expecting it to go. <laughs> um, I'm assuming we start ascending the tower. Going if to we can. Grip. It looks a bit like. It sounds like it's all letting down a balloon. It's a bit like that one. There's like a pentagonal strut at the bottom. And then it spirals up in a long spiral and you kind of have to walk around the outside of this spiral. You don't go inside the building. You okay. can. There are arches that go inside. Well, obviously, before we start going, we have to go inside and have a look. Start with, no, no, let's get the radio to the top first. It'll take five minutes. Yeah, but we don't know how big it is in there. We don't go all the way in, stand by the entrances. See what a, a tower like. Roll your persuade. Uh, no. No, let's get to the top with the radio. Very well, man. We can go on the way back. Exactly. We'll have more time then. Yes, we'll, true. We, if we find something awesome we want to carry on looking at, we'll have to rush. Oh, yes. Get the See, radio. Th- this is why I needed you here, the experienced explorer. Yes, if you had a Acacia, she'd probably be talking about her nails or something. Oh, God. Price broken. It's all your hair. Do we get this as well? Oh, my hair is on dishevelled because I've broken a nail. So what? what is it with you two? There's some history there. She's a big spoil bitch. Bitch. Yeah, oh, come on, James. Did more class. Spoil lo- I thought she was a nice young lady I could enjoy my time with. Which, you know, she did. But now she turned out to be a complete fusspot. She's no fun at all. Anyway, come on, nearly there. Yes. It takes you about an hour and a half. Make me pull off survival roll. This is a big tower you're climbing up. Uh, no. One hit point of damage. You're certainly feeling the cold by the time you get to the top. It's to be expected. It's okay. okay. A little bit of yoga and I'll be fine. You set up the radio. You plug it in. Batteries. This is your show, Edward. At, at the top, is it literally been just like the spiral way up? Have there been windows in or doors? There through? are literally doors in almost at every level. There's a door on each power turn of the spiral. Until you get near the top and it gets narrower. And then mm. it's just... At first you thought it was just ice, and then you realise that the entire top of this spiral is solid crystal. Impressive. Um, and then you realise it's solid diamond. There's like three stories of this spiral which is just diamond. It's, you know, grimy and covered in ice, but as you, you kind of like rub it with your gloves and get some of the ice off, you're like, oh, it's just quartz. And then you realise that no, no. James, James. What was the most expensive diamond? And how big was that, roughly? Um, oh, it's that one in the royal family have from India, the Koh-i-Noor, I think? Maybe, yes. It's I worth, think it's that one. Roughly how much? Priceless, doesn't have a price. And what about one the size of the top of a tower? Several stories. You should look. Look at the wall. Um, I think this would make diamonds worthless. Yes. Except for he who has this one. Well, Edward, we're not getting this thing out of here. True. Oh, you have to let your minds... But just imagine how good that would look. Turning up at the Explorer Society Lodge with this. Yes. Crowning achievement. Imagine the exhibitions we could put on across the world. Edward, 
We don't need the diamond. We've been here, we have pictures. True, true. Anyway, let's try this radio. Yes. Um, At the top, there is a pentagonal sort of like platform. It's star-shaped. And there's a large eye symbol carved in the centre uh, of it. Are you asking me to use the radio inside the pentagram? Inside an L design. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> is this literally on the top or it's inside the top, the top floor? It's the top level. So it's inside? No, no. It's, well, you think it might have once been inside? There's sort of like jagged stumps where it was clearly some sort of the open cupola. But that's gone now. Uh, I'm... We should probably do this one level down. Why? We'd be inside then. We want to be on the top. The, the diamonds are going to affect the radio at all, but if I, we're sitting here 20, 30 minutes fiddling with it, I'd rather be somewhere slightly less exposed to the elements. Okay, well, at least let's get the antenna up here. Yes, yes. Okay. So it's up the antenna. It's not a very big one. And it pulls away and you go into the first one. It's smooth, circular room. It's not too bad because you're outside of the wind now. Um, you've got like, torches. You set up the radio, plug it all in. Okay, over you. Very well, um, could be here a while. Do you want to just wander around a little while I'm doing this? Sure. I'll go and have the explore. Yes. Um, I will roll my radio. Okay. Oh, don't do that. No. <laughs> mm, that's not right. Try again. Look, can whoever's doing the tekalili and get off the phone because it's really inconvenient. No, just constant terrible. static, hissing ghost noises and that Ooh. horrible singing noise. One more go? Is it time or do you want to give this a stroke? Nah, I'm not okay. getting It's good. It's just constant static and noise and. Mm. Ah, very well. Never mind. I'll start packing up and wait for James to get back. James wanders back in. He's got a sheaf of paper in one hand, a stick of charcoal in the other. I'm doing some rubbings. Ah, this amazing script. Critique. I can't read it. It's, he shows it. It's like sort of curvilinear. It doesn't look anything like the writing that was on the mules. It looks completely different. Can I study it? Well, you're Cthulhu Mythos. No. No idea. Never seen a script like this before. Yes. Bad news, by the way, about the uh, radio. Really? Yes. Managed to get through, but uh, there's a big storm brewing over there. They say it'd be suicide to take a plane, uh, you know, in the next three days or so. We're oh. stuck here for a while. Well, let's hope we can repair the plane first. But come on, then. Let's get going. Yes. Get back and tell the others. Did you lie? <laughs> For shame. <laughs> Look, if, if we take off now, I don't get to stay here explore, I don't get to be so awesomely famous. If we say we can't take off even in space, let's have a few days to look around. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I paid a stupid amount of money for this, I'm not going to explore. I might be able to tell whether he's lying. I know his tells. Okay, on the way back. Make me a spot hidden rose? Nope. 
James on the spot. Oh, <laughs> you start going back. So yes, while you're down there, I mean, do you see anything other than uh, how much of this writing was there, or anything else? It was on some of the walls around the doors and the windows. Otherwise, it was completely bare. It's a primitive language form known as hip hop. Ah, I can see where you're talking about that. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the plane, you've managed to slowly raise the plane up over the course of the last two hours. <laughs> it's taken you much longer than you thought it would. <laughs> It's finally up to the point where you can aircraft maintenance those stuff. You really should have put more effort into this. Oh, yes. A trivial job now that all the hard work is done. It is, however, a trivial job that is going to take you several hours to perform. But you crack on. Trivial, but lengthy. Um, I tell Mandalay my life story while we work. When we get to the bottom, we're gonna do our original plan, have a look around like the bottom floor. Now we've got some time. Man, there'll, be, there'll be hours. It's pretty much the same. There's the writing everywhere. Empty rooms, and around each door, they're just curly script. James does some more rubbings. Um, building is pretty. Empty. Having another look at this, can I try and decipher it? Okay. This is. God, that 88. No idea. Out of is this. Should we have got our elder thing cipher up by now, or. Okay. Is this the thing that we should be using that skill on? This is where you do it. But not on what he's looking at. Right. Oh, that's not elder thing cipher. Uh, that's someone else's language. It's the, the sugar fiends. Not them either. Okay, about three hours later, James and Edward return. Um, you literally got the new supports in, and the others are helping you bolt the struts into place. And James is like, bad news, fellows. Um, there's a massive storm blowing in off the coast. We're not going to be able to fly out of here. Not that we could with that stupid wind blowing from the mountains. Did they tell uh, how, how long? Know? We spoke to them. Uh, it's going to take about... God, Lord knows. Meteorologists think it's going to be about three, four days. What exactly did they say? There's a storm blowing in. Don't try to fly over the mountains. Essentially, yeah. it. The basic said it would be suicide. Fly over the mountain. I psychoanalyze him. Do you have any reason to? Yes. It's ten right. Would I be? It's lying? just. A, it, I mean, it's. Um, it's a hunch. Uh, the reason is that I would be able to tell. You know, I. I wouldn't necessarily actively be psychoanalyzing you, but I've seen you lie before and I know what it looks like. You can try, mm. but you have no real reason to doubt Tenet Knight either. Um, Starkweather, at least. Mm. Starkweather. 20. Out of what? Out of. Um, 35. Um. Yeah, they seem unsure about the terms of the weather. But then what are these two going to know about the weather? You just think they're stupid and not well, liars. Well, the guides on the camp radio are supposed to have told them about the weather. Yeah, yeah. they're Talking telling you, they're 
as you interrupt me before James because you know Edward says not very good signal over here we couldn't speak they have to use more so it's a lot shorter conversation I don't really go to details you got through to them with Morse yes oh did they give you today's code phrase what are you talking about <laughs> sorry you can drive him when you mention Morse okay because you're before they're talking about the weather, it's, it's like, uh, what do these two know about weather patterns? It's fine, I guess. We, we well, we can call. You can go back up and call them tomorrow, and we'll get an update. Yes, the plan was in a couple of days. See what's happening, but uh, I've only been learning these for a few weeks. So twenty-two out of thirty-four. Yeah, it's a little bit on. It's not a little bit off. But then it is Edward and he's not very good with radios. Mm, I just casually bring it up just because I've got a slight... Yeah, it's just a slight little... Hmm, at the back um, of my mind. Uh, who did you speak to? I named one... Um, one of... Uh, I named the radio operator, one of them. He names the radio operator at the back of Lake's camp. Louis. You know, I'm just worried whether we can really trust them considering we had a traitor with us. Louis Maybe they're trying to keep us here for some reason. Are you only saying we shouldn't trust anyone in the entire... No, I'm saying that maybe we should talk to someone else. Before we're sh to be sure. This is over Morse. If I ask him to get a different radio operator or someone else, he could just wait five minutes and type back. Yeah, no, we don't ask him. We just come back another day or in... Some time when there's likely to be someone else and oh, ask for an update. Of course, I'm not well, foolish right. enough to mm. randomly say that's fine. Three days, I was going to get an update in a couple of days. Oh, good. Well, I'll do that then. You know how to use a radio? Uh, I'll work it out. <laughs> um, do you know Morse? Um, you can't just work to a house. All you need is dot 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 dash 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 dot dot dot. I tell you what, what did you say? I'll write it down. down. Okay. I said she was a sausage. How will that help if you can't send it? You'll need me or Edward to send the message. Well, I'm no good at Morse, I'm no good at radios. I'll go with you. I don't know how to use radio. Edward's the only one who knows how to use radio. I know how to use the radio. Oh, I'll tell i tell you what, you send the message. Manley, you make a huge fuss over this. It's... Look, we can't leave until that wind through the mountains blows out. Unless we want to try flying all the way to the coast and then back around the mountains. I don't know if we have enough fuel for that. Do we have enough fuel for that, RJ? Uh, sure, why not? Aircraft maintenance? Uh, no, I don't I don't maintain that aircraft. You are. I don't know. You don't know. Would you uh, object to uh, accompanying me to the radio tomorrow to get an update? If you want, but it seems a waste of our time. I, I really do think it's worthwhile. Man, like, I can't have you second-guessing everything I say or do, to be honest. No, I'm not saying... This is most out of character. I'm not second-guessing you. I'm second-guessing the person on the other end of that radio, you know. I honestly can't see the help you'd be. You don't know Morsel radios. Look. Can I psychoanalyze him again? <laughs> I say the best use of our time here, if we're stuck with future days, is to explore and find out what we can about this place. He's being truthful about that. Yeah. He wants to explore. But also, there's a motive. Yeah, uh, his motive is he wants to explore. 
No, his motive is also he doesn't really want to find out uh, anyone to find out that he was lying about the. Yeah, but you only know that because of Meta. Well, that, that doesn't matter. It's like, that is something that I might be able to pick up on. Well, you are. The thing is, because is... I'm already suspicious. Roll it again. No, I don't pass. It's fine. Yeah, it's just a thought, you know. Mm. And besides, you know, to get a radio signal over those mountains is going to be incredibly difficult. So, even though you're suspicious, all Edward needs to do is go up there and let it play lots of static, and you won't have a clue whether he's doing it right or not. And of course, I, I can I, then say, ah, that storm must have come in early and messed up the signal. I think our priority is not, in fact, exploring, but uh, getting the ship ready, which is underway, and uh, if there is a chance that there might be a break in the storm early, then we should know about it as soon as possible. I don't think we should stay here any longer than is absolutely necessary. I agree. Well, RJ's nearly got the skids finished on the plane, so I suggest we... um might as well make use of the time we've got whilst we're here. Yes. Uh, we I will, I'll double check in when I can. We can take the radio back up to that tower tomorrow and just maybe leave it there. We can just call in daily and try to send messages. But Seems a very good idea. I don't want to waste off. Even if there is a storm, we can't leave until that wind changes. If it ever does change. Otherwise, I don't know what we're going to do. I'd like to be there too as well, though when you check and I'd like to learn uh, more stuff for you I could teach you more and like, if, if, do. if we had uh, a month and I actually knew enough to teach someone rather than just like getting by myself maybe a, a child but could learn more I'd say I'm quite annoyed by your back talk can we please well you see the thing is I don't really believe you sir Oh. Mandalay, this is completely outrageous. Mandalay, I was there. Edward communicated with people. The radio was making all the hissing and crackling noises and everything. Uh, so you were listening to the conversation that we God, like the whole thing. He turned the thing on and it started making its hissing and hooting noises. And he was doing the thingy with the tapping and the twiddling of the knobs. So I wandered off to have it explore. Interesting. What do you mean, interesting? Yes, Nothing. it was fascinating. That reminds me, Professor. He hands over the... What do you make of this? Oh, frig. Professor Moore. What's he done? He rolled a 12. Is that good? <laughs> Does he have enough? That he... No, his Cthulhu Mythos is not that high. Okay. Close. Very <laughs> close. You get a tantalising glimpse into what could have been. Yeah. Um, well... As the uh, camp is set up and the plane is as secure as RJ can make it, I suggest we all take a rest, we have a hot meal, we calm our tempers down. I know it's been a very stressful few days, everyone's on a little bit on edge. Mandalay says you suck. We rest, and then we might as well go out and do some exploring around this place. We'll split up into teams. Um... Say, I'll stick with Edward. I think someone should stay with the plane. Shirts and skins, perhaps? RJ, you stay here with the plane. I'm not staying here on my own. Well, that'll go out with the others. 
Mr. Mandalay, you go out with Miss Lexington. And... No, you go out with me. And Miss Lexington, if you stay here with RJ, I really think we should all be out exploring, but... Uh, Fair enough. Well, there, there could be there could be a rock slide or something. We'll take the first turn looking after the camp, but as soon as someone gets back, we're going out as well. Uh, okay. Well, so I, I Madeleine should go in the other group. Uh, to be honest, this uh, insolence. I, I think just again to help keep tempers down a bit. Uh, you want some time with Madeleine? No, no, not on the same team as Madeleine. You're going with me. A, a lover's ah, tip. is going with the professor. Uh, okay, that's fine then. And Carl is going to stand quietly doing nothing. Because <laughs> he can't be in a team with the dead guy. If I find out... <laughs> sir... Are you saying this in character? <laughs> yeah. That you weren't being truthful... <laughs> then I quit. To be honest, man, like, I have half a mind to fire you here and now. Please, this is please, Tenant Wright. We all know you don't have half a mind. Tempers are fraying. Gentlemen, calm yourselves. May I suggest we all take some time and, I don't know, enjoy this magnificent sight we have discovered and not argue. Yes, we'll take a four-hour break. Get some sleep in, get some food into us, and then we'll head off to start exploring. Right, so we're going to carve some steaks off Williams, or what? I was going to suggest we use some of the steak from the supplies. Oh, we brought some. Oh, okay. I just thought it was a remarkable coincidence that he died. Hey. How do you define coincidence? He died and he is made of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to end it a little bit early this week because this seems like a good place to stop. You're ready to explore the city whilst you're stranded here. <laughs> very, very reluctantly explore the city. <laughs> not hey. going in there. It's not my fault you got stranded on this side of the mountains. Yes, so it is. <laughs> it is pretty much your fault. Again, pre-planned, pre-drawn. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you had maps. <laughs> You, you went bananas. You could have turned that plane round. Yeah, you did crash the plane. What, into the wind? The yeah, impossible yeah. wind. Join yeah. us next time for the exciting conclusion of the Mountains of Mandalay. Say, do you have a ship? And it doesn't able men. Then maybe you could lend me.